this is what amplifies your thought leadership platform or your live events. The only way for people to know what you're doing is if you tell them. And so social media is where we're going to tell them. And the biggest tip and trick that I can share with your listeners that it would be a great takeaway is the hierarchy of how Facebook or LinkedIn decides if they're going to put it in front of other people. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am here to get, this is Yona Weiss, by the way, in case you don't recognize my voice already. We're here today with Adam, AAA Adams, who to me has a very dear place in my heart because the first podcast mm -hmm. I was ever on as a guest was the Creative Real Estate Podcast with Adam Adams. And now I'm a, a podcast superstar. I've been a guest on over 100 podcasts until to the date. And it all comes, you know, we're going back to our roots today. So thank you, Adam, for joining us. Thank you. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. You hold a dear place in my heart too, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. A little bit about Adam, in case you don't know who he is. He's, you know, like I said, AAA Adams. He's someone that seeks to add value to everyone in every interaction, everything he does. So whether that's from, you know, educating thousands of investors with, you know, through real estate uh, events and meetups that he's putting on, podcasts, you know, he's the host of podcasts through his coaching program. And, and when I say meetups, he's been recognized by meetup.com as one of the top six meetup organizers in the world. Okay. So we're talking about out of thousands or tens of thousands or millions, I don't know how many meetups there are, but 225,000, 225,000 <laughs> and you're top six. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I could just go on and on. He's a multifamily investor and now currently owns and operates, uh, you know, oversees a portfolio with over a hundred million in holdings and assets. So many, you know, a multifamily syndicator, like I said, he's doing, putting on events and particularly an event that I hope to make it to one day, which is the Raising Money Summit, which is happening in Denver, Colorado. And it's still happening this year. In uh, Yeah, we're going to do it live in wow. person. Yep. Uh, last year, so we, we are going to go a little bit. What's interesting, just real fast, last year we had 617 people. And this year we're going to a bigger venue, but we're going down to 450 people max, which is still a ton. But yeah, we're, we're going to, it's just because of COVID, you know, we just got to. Right. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to play by the rules and you have to keep, you know, the social distancing and try to make sure that everyone's comfortable. And I, I you know, I've been speaking about this a lot with, with a bunch of people and a lot of people are kind of pivoting to doing these virtual uh, yeah. online events. And, you know, I personally think that's great because, you know, a lot of people are still, you know, worried and, and can't get out there and don't want to expose themselves right now. And, you know, I think it's great that people are, are taking on new, you know, kind of uncharted territory in, in going virtual. And there's probably going to be a lot of, you know, stumbling along the way until people get it right. But at the same time, you know, I commend you that you're still going forward with, uh, you know, the in-person event because there's nothing like meeting in person. 
Yeah. If it, if it was July, we wouldn't do, we wouldn't be ready yet. I'm I'm hosting my first four events in July, but the big events, uh, I think we feel better about it since it's all the way October. Yeah. And so, you know, you're you've to me, you're someone that is an innovator. Okay. So you, you, you're doing new things, right? You're trying out new things, new challenges. I mean, recently I came across, you have this, this great you know, mastermind that, that you started and you invited me to, to participate in one of those, which was an incredible experience, just gathering together huge you know, people in the real estate space. You can gather together and just discuss ideas and kind of bounce, bounce ideas off one another. That's, that's huge. What else, what else are you doing that, that you've been innovating recently? I know there's a ton, but I want, I want you, to, you to tell me. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll brief it. So we, we own um, a few apartment buildings and we manage them. And so that has to happen. Like the show doesn't just stop because of COVID. We still have to manage. Yeah. Um, and so that's happening. But our acquisition stopped. We, so we stopped buying properties. Back, it was February, just that, but the end of February a couple of weeks before they officially started locking down the country. But um, we decided back then that we're not going to host events for until, at the time we said until June 1st, now it's July 1st. And um, we also said we're definitely not going to look for any deals uh, for at least the next three to six months. So um, no, September 1st was the day that we were like, okay, on September 1st, we can kind of check it out and see if there's anything out there that, that we want to look at. We'll relook at the market. But you're right. We pivoted a little bit because of that. We're still busy, but we have a big team. So I have, well, I've already been helping people launch podcasts for yeah. a year and a half. I've got out of six people that I've launched their podcast all six got into the top 1% on iTunes. Wow. So it's some, it's a skill that I have on the marketing side of getting the podcast out in front of people. Um, so I, I'm doing that more now than before. And I even hired a couple of extra virtual assistants to edit people's podcasts. So that's one kind of pivot. Yeah. The, only, the other pivot is after hiring those other two assistants, now I'm at five virtual assistants, Four of them from the Philippines. One is in uh, from India. I looked at our process of what we do to bring on virtual assistants, and I just said, you know what, we can take this process and we can help other people because we've got the network mm -hmm. of tens of thousands of VAs uh, that are all looking for work, right, and all qualified, and we've got this process, and so we we turned it into a business, and we've helped. It's only 10 people so far, but we've helped 10 people uh, get a VA. They're all excited about it and giving us testimonials. We've got two more that we just started. And so it's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm not really involved in that company. My virtual assistants pretty much run it the way, so cool. you know, but, uh, but it's, been, it's been great. And people are really, really happy because I, I think the big thing is most people don't know how to get a virtual assistant. They're, they're afraid yeah. of it or... Yeah. They're not sure what steps. We interview you, get to know exactly what you're looking for, have you take a test. It takes 12 minutes. But we do all that, and then we do all the hard stuff. So it's been, it's been fun, and I think it's been a good service to provide. 
It is. And I think there are a ton of people that can benefit from that. I think it's amazing that you be able to take something that you're doing anyways, and then just see, well, how I've, and I think it's more of a talent of recording the process, right? So you've recorded the process of how you do things. And then now you can scale that to, to show other people exactly how you've done that and turn it into a business, which is, which is pretty incredible. I'm curious, you, just, you touched on something that you've helped people get into the top 1% of yeah. iTunes. What does, that, what does that mean? And how do you measure that? Well, for the easiest way to measure it is to see how many ratings and reviews people have. Okay. So the the normal amount of ratings and reviews is somewhere between 10 and 30. The most most shows have well, if they're new, they have 5 to 10. If they're established for a year or so, they're still usually going to have under 40 ratings and reviews. iTunes looks at that because they they know that 0.6% of podcasts have more than 100 ratings and reviews. Really? And so as soon as you start getting, you know, subs- there's three main things. You get subscribers, ratings, and written reviews. And when those happen, they start noticing that you need to get placed in front of more people. So like when we, we, when we launched Stephen Pesci, you know that mastermind that you're in? Yeah. That, that you came and yeah, yeah, attended. Sure. So Stephen Pesvendo has been uh, a member of that mastermind. Uh, he started January of 2019. And um, in, in April of 2019, I helped him just launch his podcast. And what's funny is we used that stuff. We, we were like, we know that we need subscribers. Mm-hmm. We know that we need ratings. So we know that we need reviews. And so we decided, and this is good for anyone who wants to launch a podcast, we decided to control it. Instead of just do whatever you wanted, we decided to control the ratings reviews. So by actually contacting people and asking them to do that for us. What, what happened is that um, Bigger Pockets Business, and you can go look this up, and I even have screenshots to show, mm-hmm. but Bigger Pockets Business, um, a good friend, you probably know Jay Scott pretty mm-hmm. well. And his wife. Okay, so they were launching Bigger Pockets business at that same week, and what what ended up happening is um, Stephen Pesavento was in top ten in four different categories: the the real estate category, the mindset category, the new and noteworthy, the trending category. Yeah. And then the fourth one, he was number one in the business category. While Bigger Pockets was number four, and they've got over a million subscribers. Yeah. So it's it's like people think you can just kind of uh, just kind of push it out and it's going to be fine, but you know, big we we beat out Bigger Pockets, and they're all good friends of mine. I love Jay, <laughs> but um, Stephen Pesavendo crushed it in four different categories because we specifically controlled who was subscribing if they were giving a written review and what the ratings were. So he got top 10 in four different categories. And so that's basically, that's basically how we measure it. How we measure it is, do you have enough ratings and and reviews? And if you do have, uh, you know, a hundred ratings and reviews, you know, you're already at 0.6% on iTunes. That's awesome. That's really, really important to know. I appreciate you pointing that out to me as I've just last week launched the Weiss Advice Podcast. I mean, this episode might air, might air a few weeks uh, 
down the road, but this is uh, you know, really important and valuable information to me personally, and we try to utilize that and uh, push that out there as much as we can and see how we can awesome. control, control awesome. that. So yeah, let's, let me ask you an, another question because you, know, you as the host of Creative Real Estate Podcast, um, you've, you, you've recently switched roles, kind of bringing on a partner in, in kind of heading that podcast where, and you started a new podcast. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I'm glad you brought that up because I can finally talk about it. As of June 1st, I can finally discuss it. And so I, I was, I had to keep it quiet for about three months there, but I ended up, I was in a mastermind, not mine. I, I pay for a couple other masterminds and I was in one of these other ones and got up in front of the group and I was very hesitant on what I should even talk about. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then it just spit out of my mouth, like, like it was coming divine or something, right? So out of nowhere, I, I say, say to the whole group, I don't think my podcast is serving me. I, I know I'm adding value and I know I'm helping and I know it's grown my brand mm-hmm. in the real estate community, but like it's called the creative real estate podcast. And I've only got two people that I'm trying to work with right now. I've, I want to either teach, coach, and mentor high level people that are already in real estate, already in syndications to be able to attract more capital. Mm-hmm. That was one. And then secondly, I need to attract capital for my deals. And, and I started to think about my avatar, which we all need to do that one before mm-hmm. we start a podcast. Yeah. So I started thinking about who is my avatar. And I started thinking about him. And if he would scroll through iTunes and be like, heck yeah, creative <laughs> real estate. I've got a ton of money. This is exactly what I need to land on. And so I started to think, I'm not really getting out in front of the right people. And I, and I just said, do you guys think I could sell my podcast? And then I had three people offer me more than 50 grand after they found out how many downloads we got and stuff like that. So three people said, one person said, I'd easily give you 50. One said 50 to 60 and they'll go, other one goes, I'll do 60 for sure. And so it's like, I don't even need to try. I, <laughs> take it and I'll start a new podcast. So I'm grateful to be able to say, you know, I got three offers above 50 grand. I sold it and I'm starting and launching the apartment investing show, which I think will really help my brand to be able to, to be in front of the exact right avatars. That's awesome. That's something that, you know, just kind of brings us back to the first point we brought up is the innovation, right? Is like, who would have even thought that you could just sell a podcast? You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and some of it, and someone will be willing to, to take it over. And yeah. that's, that, that's incredible. I, I think that's, I commend you for you know, taking that risk because it was you know, just really kind of putting yourself out there and risking that all those years of work and hard work yeah. to come into that. It, but, but with that said, like I've helped so many people launch podcasts and every single one of them has more downloads than me because I didn't launch it the right way. I didn't, I didn't do all the things that I now teach. So I have a feeling that I'll get more listeners by switching shows because now I can launch it the correct way and right. get in new and noteworthy and all that. And the second thing that I was just going to mention, which is, I think it matters. 
I have been working with uh, the new owner. So we've been doing a slow transition. So kind of like, it looks like we're partners right now. Yeah. And that's just because I want my listeners to become his listeners so that it's more valuable to him. If I, if we, if I, if I feel like if we just went cold Turkey, then people would just be like, wait, what you sold the podcast? No, I'm just going to follow you wherever you go. Right. So we have been slowly putting him in. That was part of the contract. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I got so much value from, from that podcast. One of my favorite, uh, you know, shows to kind of pick up little, little tricks and, you know, different things from so many different niches within, within real estate that, um, I appreciate it. And especially like your little, you had tips and you had your own, own ways of giving over. Uh, you know, I pointed more than one person to, uh, a a series of six episodes you did last summer about how to invest, how to get involved in multifamily without any money. Right. So if you did a, a series of six different, you know, little clips over there, and it was very valuable. And so for someone like me who was looking, trying to figure out how I could get in to multifamily, but don't necessarily have a lot of money, it, it opened my mind up to different opportunities. And so I, I passed that along to other people as well. So awesome. Thank you. Thank there you, you go right there. And I I'll re- return the favor. And I wrote a review. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> At least I'll one. return that favor too. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> At uh, least one. They only let you do one. So I, I know. <laughs> So at least one, but um, <laughs> yeah, the other thing I really want to, you know, kind of pick out of your brain, if you don't mind, is, and I've heard you speak about this before, so I don't want to like oversaturate the idea, but, but you've spoken so much about it. It ties into the other things we're talking about also, but talk about marketing and about tracking, you know, um, in terms of email. And, you know, I, I heard you speak on, on Whitney Sewell's podcast recently. And that was very valuable to me about, you know, using active campaign and using, you know, all these different tools that help you to, to grow your own business um, and other people's business. And I assume you're using these tools for other people as well. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible. Maybe just kind of open that up, you know, just a, a few little, marketing yeah, things, a few, a few things that have really helped you that you think others okay. could uh, potentially get. So what I would, what I want to share is just first start off by giving the broad understanding of, of how I look at marketing. And I look at it as a funnel and I look at it as a four parts of a funnel, but it's not the same thing that I'm speaking at your meetup about, by the way, right? Four things the, at the very top of the funnel, the widest mouth, the biggest opening is awareness. Okay, I call it no. So the more amount of people who know who you are, know mm-hmm. about you, the awareness. So it's, it's no like trust. And we're getting smaller, smaller, smaller. And then the smallest piece below trust is that they're actually doing business with you. Right. And so within marketing, we need to figure out at the very top of the funnel, how do we get the absolute most amount of people to know who you are? Because if they're going to funnel in and you, and you only have 10 people at the top of the funnel who know who you are, the absolute max you could ever have who do business with you, passively invest in your deals, buy your product, whatever, mm-hmm. is 10. You yeah. could never go higher if only 10 people know about you. And so we, at the top part of the marketing, the awareness, 
is we start to think of what do you do to have people know who you are. And so we do things like social media, and I can share with your listeners a couple of hacks to kind of get more traction on social media. We talk about things like having a thought leadership platform, which could be a podcast or a YouTube channel or a book, or there's others, blogs and things like that, Facebook group. But we, we talk about having a thought leadership. And then the third one that we talk about having in the awareness mm-hmm. is we discuss having live in-person events. And so those events, the, all three of these things have a, have a purpose. All three of them have a, have a major purpose. Number one, your thought leadership or podcast gets people to talk about you behind your back. And that's a good thing, by the way. You're like, wait, talk about <laughs> me behind my back. No, this is wonderful. Because right. they start, Yona, because I had a thought leadership platform, pushed people to my podcast, pushed people, people to six different episodes when I wasn't there. I did the thing, and Yona already said in this podcast that he pushed people over there. So you want people to talk about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. That's what the thought leadership, that's what your book will do. People will pass your book, right. lend your book. And when you incorporate all of these things so people know who you are, you want people to start taking action. And the first easiest way that they can take action is by having a free giveaway where you get their email address. And the free giveaways, there's multiple different kinds of these. One of them could be a webinar. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have your thought leadership or your book, and then all of a sudden you say, hey, I've got a webinar. That basically means I'm going to give you more value for free and you give me your email address. And so this is how they go from knowing you to starting to like you. And how they go from liking you to trusting you is you charging something for something. You charge some money for a product or for a service or for for a a checklist or whatever you have. So you might have a free giveaway where you're saying, here's a checklist about how to vet an operator. And then later on, you say, here's a video, it's $10, and it teaches you exactly how to run the um, background checks on an operator. Yeah. So you pay 10 bucks, and you, that, that's going to save you hundreds of thousands. So that's how they, they start to trust you. Right. And then finally, the last part is, hey, I've got a deal. Do you want to invest passively with me? And that's where they actually start taking action on your, on your stuff. Absolutely. So you kind of just want to funnel them down. So yeah, if you want to talk about a tip or trick for like meetups or for podcasting or for social media, I'd be more than happy to go into one of those for your listeners. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let's take one of those because we don't, we don't have a ton of time here, but I want to, let's touch on one trip or, or tip or something for social media. Okay. Perfect. That's something we love. And I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So with, within social media, this is what amplifies your thought leadership platform or your live events. The only way for people to know what you're doing is if you tell them. And so social media is where we're going to tell them. And the biggest tip and trick that I can share with your listeners that it would be a great takeaway is the hierarchy of how Facebook or LinkedIn decides if they're going to put it in front of other people. And the hierarchy goes like this. At the very, very, very bottom, which cuts off your legs and makes you not be able to move, is that you put a link in it. 
So all of a sudden, especially a YouTube link, mm-hmm. you're like, no, I'm sharing a video. It's not a, it's not a YouTube link. It's a video. No, it is a YouTube. You're literally putting the YouTube link in your Facebook. And what's interesting is that Facebook and Google and YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook and Insta over here versus Google and YouTube over here, direct competitors. Both yeah. of them want you to use their platforms. Both of them want you to stay on their platforms. And so because Facebook is addictive, YouTube's addictive, Facebook's never going to let you go over to YouTube ever, ever, ever. So at the bottom of the hierarchy is the one that will cut off your legs if you directly have an outlink, a linking away from Facebook, especially to YouTube right. videos. Absolutely. And same, same applies to LinkedIn, 100%. Perfect. So when you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that. What am I going to do that gets better than that? The next thing better is when you post uh, just text only. All you do is just post black and white text. What goes above that is when you post, uh, which it's basically called a promo. It's an image card. Mm-hmm. You, you write the text, but you let it have a background color behind it. Yeah. That, for some reason, uh, Facebook is pushing it in front of more people than regular text. And then there's another level above that. And that's with the picture. So you, you go and find a, a photograph of whatever, something interesting, and you write text above that, that Facebook's going to say, wow, this is stopping people from scrolling through. And they spend more time because they're spending time looking at the picture and then mm-hmm. deciding to read it. And they're more likely to start commenting. So you're keeping people on their platform, which helps them make more money. Right. Above that is going to be if you have an organic video, you upload a video, that's going to keep people on even more. So Facebook favors it. They, yeah. they give you more points toward putting it in front of people. And there's only two levels above. So we've talked about all of the worst ones, <laughs> and there's only two levels above that. After organic video, then you're going to be looking at these two things, which I'm unclear which one's better right now. I think stories are the top but also live videos, Facebook lives are also really, really high. So I'm not sure which one's at the very top between them, but I think stories, because when you go and log into your Facebook, the story is at the top right left, the top. front and center. Yeah. And so they want you to see the story. So they put it out in front of everybody and re- recognize this with all social media platforms. Whenever there's a new thing that is difficult to use or new to use, mm-hmm perhaps a story or a Facebook live where it's uncomfortable. Facebook's always going to, whatever comes after this, Facebook's always going to say, this is the new tool. We want people to know about it. So we're going to start yeah. pushing it out in front of the most amount of people. Absolutely. So I think that'll be the best, uh, best one thing to share is the that hierarchy. Makes sense. That's, that's beautiful. Unbelievable. And that works. You know, I can, I can say definitively that, I've experienced that and I've kind of picked up on, on these things, but you've given a lot more insight into it because I don't use Facebook as much as LinkedIn and it's the hierarchy is a little bit different on LinkedIn, but the same, the same rules, you know, basically apply. And they're just into implementing beta testing LinkedIn live. And they're apparently they're going to start introducing stories also to LinkedIn wow. in different ways. So they're, they're obviously <laughs> a direct competitor, you know, to, to yeah. Facebook in that way, especially since they've, they've developed much more into a much more social media type platform. So we're going to jump right into the final four. The question I have for you is what's the worst job that you ever had? 
So I had to think about it. I looked at that question before we even got started recording. And um, I don't want to say that any job is bad, honestly. Like um, there's jobs that are harder. Like landscaping was hot. Uh, it was, it was, I was sweating. I got a lot of exercise though. Um, but I would say <laughs> definitely the only one that I ever got fired from, which is Joni's restaurant. I was about 16 years old and my dad owned a landscaping company. So I was like, I gotta get out of the sun. And I started working at Joni's and I was the worst server you would ever meet. And, and so it wasn't their fault, <laughs> but in the beginning of surfing, I just, I couldn't do it. And they ended up letting me go like three weeks later they they kept me on as long as possible they thought that i would learn it but i didn't so it was definitely Joni's. i couldn't ever remember to bring the salads out on time or anything like that <laughs> oh right oh well, yeah I, I don't wish that upon anyone but the second question <laughs> what what is a what is a book that's giving you a paradigm shift definitely rich dad poor dad has given me a giant paradigm shift and i think everybody else knows that um, so I decided to, to select one that I think not everyone has heard, and it's called Compound Effect. And I'm trying to remember if Darren Hardy wrote it or yeah, who was who the Okay, okay. But Compound Effect, which is really, really, really interesting. I'm the kind of person who goes all out, and I just get it done, and then I stop. And so I've got this giant on switch or off switch, and there's yeah. never been a lot of consistency. But when I read that book, it helped me to understand how important consistency is with your, uh, within your relationships, within um, your investing, within your job, within your health. If you, if you just do a little bit here and there, it compounds on itself. So I recommend anyone read that book. Awesome. I, I highly recommend it as well. Good. One of the best books I've read in the past couple of years. The third question is what, is a skill or talent you'd like to learn? This, this is the toughest one because I still don't know. I would love to be better at the piano. I, I can play the piano a little bit. I had to to start writing music, but there's some people that crush it at the piano. There's even four-year-olds that are better than I am now. And if I had a little bit more of the skills on the piano, I think, I think it'd be awesome. I think it really... I don't know if it'd be life-changing, but it'd be incredible. I would love it. Yeah, music is incredible, and it definitely brings a lot of value to, to anyone, anyone's life. Fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? It's tough. Ultimate success means that you're moving forward. You're happy. I don't think it means that you've achieved or accomplished a certain thing. I think it's that you are happy about the journey. If you're happy about whatever journey you're on, you're successful. Beautiful. I love that. And finally, where can our listeners find you? Awesome. If they're looking to raise more capital, raisingmoneycoach.com. Unbelievable. Awesome. Beautiful. And don't forget about the Raising Money Summit coming up in Denver in October. We're going to put a link in the show notes down to that so people can check that out. And I, I just want to thank you again for joining me. This has been kind of like a full circle to me in a, in a way, right? Because the, from the first, first podcast to now, now we're doing it and we able to give back, bring you on, share so much value to our, our listeners. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Yona. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? 
If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.